The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! a way around it, Mr. Ben. Are we going to watch you smash your computer live on the show today? It very well could happen. If it's going to happen ever, it's going to happen today. <laughs> My computer decided to do an update at 3 in the morning while I was in the middle of doing something and has not been working right since. Something when you you know who's like a big fan of Melvin Taylor now since we started the show? Who's that? Dave. Dave, the owner of Two Guys Smoke Shop. I I hope Melvin Taylor is listening. We're helping to promote his music. Starring you and I. Alrighty. Hi, my name is Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop two guys smoke shop at the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. I know Mike Samad likes when I do that. He's the best. God, I love Mike Samad. He's awesome. You can look for a nice story about Mike Samad in the next Valley Patriot. For a guy who goes after other people for what they make, we'll be talking a lot about that in the next Valley Patriot. I'm going to be doing a, um, a, before we start the show, I'm going to be doing a report card on all of the Methuen officials for December because it's the one year anniversary um, for all of them. Neil Perry at the end of December will be, will have been in for uh, a year. All the city councils will have been in for a year. I don't know if I'm going to do a school committee. I might. Uh, I might do the school committee depending on how much time I have. But what, what I'm going to do is because I, I podcast every meeting, I write about like, all the stuff that goes on while it's happening. I'm going to go back through all of my old stuff and, um, and we're going to just grade each, each counselor. We're going to grade the mayor. We're going to talk about who's full of shit, who's not full of shit. We're going to talk about police officers that are city councilors that go after other cops for what they make when they themselves are making a shit ton of money. Wait till you see how much Mike Samad made over four years. I actually did the math last night. Wait until... This is a guy who goes on the Methuen City Council meetings and rails against police officers who don't live in Methuen. Um, I think he was talking about Greg Gallant and a couple of other people. He mentioned it by name. And, t- and they don't even live in Methuen. They're Methuen cops and they don't even live in Methuen. And I'm sitting there going, wait, you're a Lawrence cop and you don't live in Lawrence. And then he starts attacking them for what they make. So I did a public records request to find out how much Council Samad made over the last four years. Holy crap! 
That's all I could say. Wait till you guys see how much money this it's, it is obscene that someone who makes as much money as Mike Samad does as a Lawrence police officer who doesn't live in Lawrence, how much he makes while he's attacking other cops for what they make. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to tease it a little bit. And when you guys see the headline, when you guys see the story, you, you listen, it, it's, it's, it's one thing to try and pretend that you're fiscally responsible when you're a guy like, like uh, Steve Saber, who has like passed tax liens on his property. But it's in the past, so like you, anybody could always say, "Yeah, you know, I had some financial hard times, but you know, I'm I'm generally a fiscally responsible person." Like he could get away with that. When you're a cop who makes more than half a million dollars in four years, and when I say more, I mean a lot more than half a million dollars in four years, and you're the guy sitting up there at the Methuen City Council meeting attacking other cops for what they make. Well, I think that's going to be a little bit of a problem. At least it is for me, anyways. Um, we were going to have, we were supposed to have Lisa Williams on the show from AFC Urgent Care. She's not here yet. I'm hoping she's still coming. And we also have booked, um, I really wanted this to be a really fun show. So for today, uh, for you guys, and he, she, whatever it is, isn't here yet. But um, there's a transgender guy. I guess, who ran for state rep in New Hampshire a couple of years ago. He won and then had to not take the job because they found, he found that he had something in his background, um, that he had, uh, I think it was a felony or something in his background, and he was still either on probation or parole for it. So he, because it was still active, he couldn't take the job. So he stepped aside. Someone else took the job. He then ran again this year for state rep, for the state rep seat that he originally won, and he won again. So, I've been following him. His name is Stacy Lawton. Um, he he uh, is a friend of mine on Facebook. I actually did help him, believe it or not. He would instant message me and say, I know you ran for office. What do you think I should do about this? And I gave him the best advice that I could. Um, really more for amusement purposes on my end. But uh, for those of you who know me, I like, to, I like to cause as much trouble as I can. So he's supposed to be here. He's not here yet. I'm hoping he will be um, because I think he's just so unique and his views are so unique. He doesn't seem like someone who's a Democrat that checks all the boxes. And so I, I, really, I really thought it would be very interesting to have him here, hear what he has to say and, and understand where he's coming from. We're all different, right? We all have something in our life that we think makes us weird. And we're all weird. There's, just, there's something about all of us, right? And so there's no need to judge anybody. Um, I, I, the only thing that I object to with, with all of this stuff is people demanding that you call them something you don't want to call them. That's my, my, only, my only thing is um, I, I have a hard time calling him her because he's a guy, right? And that's not prejudice. That's not bigotry. That's just, that's just what it is. Um, but it's not meant out of disrespect. And I actually do like the kid. I, I've been following him. Um, I, I listened to a couple of radio shows that he did over the last couple of days. Um, he seems like a pretty smart guy. He, he talks kind of slowly. He, he, um, he's very deliberative. And I thought maybe we'd have a little fun with him. But if he's not here, if he doesn't come and Lisa doesn't come, my, my biggest problem, Ben, is I, I refuse to hold people's hands. So the day of a show, I'm not like everybody else that have to remind people where they're supposed to be. I just assume that if you're an adult and you're responsible, you're going to be where you're supposed to be. Um, so I'm hoping that they're still going to come in. But I didn't remind either one of them, either um, Lisa Williams, who I was on the phone with till 2.30 this morning, 
Um, and I don't think I mentioned it at the end of our conversation. I just assumed she'd be here. So hopefully she will be. Um, AFC Urgent Care is looking for help. And I will post that job position if my computer actually works throughout the show. I'll, I'll post it on the, uh, on the page today. Um, a couple of things I want to get to and I wanted to get to before they get here, if they get here. Um, the, big, the big media controversy, made-up controversy is why won't Trump concede? Why won't the evil, bad orange man concede? He's so evil. Um, last night they had uh, Don Lemon, my favorite show on any on any network ever, because it's it's the most amusing show on TV. If you know what you're doing, um, had uh, Brennan and Clapper on last night, and they're saying this damages America's um, national security. Trump not conceding is damaging national security. And they asked Biden what he thought of it, and he, of course he thought by orange man bad. How dare he do this to us? And CNN's going on and on. Because CNN's not a news network anymore. They're actually the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. So the Democrat Party is mad because Donald Trump not conceding means they can't get federal revenue to open up a transition office to start, like, interviewing people and doing security checks on people to bring into the next administration. And it's hampering their efforts to do that because they believe they've won. And they might have won. We don't know. We just don't know. And they're saying it's, he, it's awful that he's not doing that. How, how could he not concede? CNN says that I won. MSNBC said that I won. How dare he not concede? So I did a little research, not a lot of research, because it doesn't take much to find these things. And I found a quote from Joe Biden about this very topic that you won't see on CNN and you won't see on MSNBC. I haven't seen it on Fox. Uh, I haven't seen it on One American Network. I actually haven't seen it on anywhere. So I thought I would share it with you, my viewers. Hello. Will you urge your supporters to stay calm while the vote is counted? And will you pledge not to declare victory until the election is independently certified? Yes. And here's the deal. Whoops. We count the ballots, as you pointed out. Some of these ballots in some states can't even be opened until Election Day. And if there's thousands of ballots, it's going to take time to do it. And by the way, our military, they've been voting by ballots for since the end of the Civil War, in effect. Right, yeah. And that's, and that's what's happen, going to happen. Why was it not, why is it for them somehow not fraudulent? It's the same process. It's honest. No one has established at all that there is fraud related to mail-in ballots, that somehow it's a fraudulent process. It's already been established. It's a, Take a look at Carol. Yeah, so first of all, um, he's right about one thing. The military has been voting by ballot for a long time. They vote with ballots. That, that party's right. Everything else, he didn't really seem to be right about any of it. Because his answer was, we're going to wait till all the votes are counted. By the way, everybody out there, have all the votes been counted? Have all the votes been counted? No, they haven't been counted yet. There are still states counting votes. So that was his first lie. And then he said he wasn't going to do it until the states certified the results. Well, by the way, no state as of right now has certified their results. California hasn't. Massachusetts hasn't. Uh, states where someone won overwhelmingly, like Massachusetts, Biden won overwhelmingly. Texas, um, Trump won overwhelmingly. They haven't certified their ballots yet. That's like a 10-day process. 
But here we are with the ballots not being counted and the states not certifying the results with challenges from the Trump administration and Joe Biden and his propaganda ministers at CNN and MSNBC are crying and whining. It's the end of the world that Trump won't concede. Trump won't take CNN's word for it. Can you believe that? He won't take MSNBC's word for it. So let's talk a little bit uh, about the fraudulent or accused fraudulent ballots, the voter fraud. We know there's voter fraud. You know there's voter fraud. Just in Lawrence, Massachusetts alone, we witness voter fraud at every election. There are people who, who are not citizens of the United States who vote. There are people who vote for other people by absentee ballot. Uh, let's go back to the Willie Lantigua election, where there was so much fraud when he won the first time that when he ran for re-election against Dan Rivera, Dan Rivera had to get the entire apparatus of the Democrat Party to come to Lawrence to watch the vote counting to make sure Willie didn't steal the election. Now, if there was no voter fraud, why would he have to do that? Nikki Songus, uh, Elizabeth Warren, they all came to Lawrence. I stood with them. I stood with them while we watched the vote counting. Because they wanted to make sure Willie didn't steal the election the second time because they knew he stole it the first. And I had quotes from Dominican State Representative Marcos Devers saying he's for voter ID because he's seen the fraud in Lawrence. Uh, Dan Rivera was on my radio show six years ago and said he supports voter ID, even though he's a liberal Democrat. He supports voter ID because he has seen the fraud in Lawrence. That's just Lawrence, folks. I'm not picking on Lawrence. I'm using Lawrence as an example. If it's happening in a seven-square-mile city with 90,000 people crammed into it, you know it's happening all over the country, just by common sense. And yet CNN and the rest of the media tell you every single day there's no such thing as voter fraud. Well, there is. And there was in this election. Tucker Carlson documented some of it last night, where he talked about people who were dead, some of them for more than 100 years, who voted. So we know, there's no, we know that there's voter fraud. So the Democrats went from lying and saying there's no voter fraud. Now they say there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Well, you know, Willie Lantigua committed voter fraud in Lawrence, and it didn't have to be widespread for him to pull off the election. He only needed 1,400 votes in one district, and he got it. And if you look back at the last five years in that one district, I think it was D1 on Tower Hill, if you look back at the, at the history of how many people voted in that district, in the last five years, six years before that election, they didn't have a total of 1,400 votes in that district. But in that district, when Willie ran, he won by 1,400 votes, and that pushed him over to win the actual election by about 1,400 votes against Dave Abdu. So we know there's voter fraud. Those of us who, who open our eyes and think for ourselves and don't just repeat what we hear on the news know there's voter fraud. And it doesn't have to be widespread. So Democrats, I love you. Some of you are my family members. Some of you are my friends. Please just stop friggin' lying and saying there's no voter fraud and then changing it to there's no widespread voter fraud because it doesn't matter if the voter fraud is widespread. If one person votes that's not supposed to vote, that's voter fraud, and that takes away a vote from somebody who legally voted. If I vote for Dave in the next election and somebody comes in who's not supposed to vote, and they vote for Ben, that negated my vote. That took my vote away. So there's no question that there is voter fraud, and there's also no question that it doesn't have to be widespread. The whole widespread thing is just their, <clears throat> their political propaganda to try and say, nothing to see here, move along. 
Now, having said all that, the real question is, is there enough voter fraud to change the outcome of what CNN says is the outcome of the election? CNN said it, MSNBC says it, even Fox News says it, but the states haven't certified it yet, and there are challenges working their way through the court. I think we should just listen to Joe Biden. I know, right? Weird, huh? <laughs> Let's just listen to Joe Biden. Wait till all the votes are counted. Wait till all the votes are certified. And then we'll know who the president is. And I'll, tell, and I'll say this. Unlike what the Democrats did four years ago, if at the end of Trump's challenges, he loses, I will be the first one to come on the show, congratulate Joe Biden, and say, let's all work together. Let's hope the new administration can, can push America forward. I have doubts that that will happen, but I'm hoping. But we can't do that till all the votes are counted. It's weird that all over Twitter and Facebook, for weeks and months, they said there were even hashtags, count every vote. And now they don't want to count every vote. Why? Why don't they want to count every vote? Because now they got the result that they wanted. All I want is for my media to stop lying to me. All I want is for my elected officials to stop lying to me. And just tell the damn truth. We know there's voter fraud. We know it doesn't have to be widespread. Why don't we, whether it helps Trump or it doesn't help Trump, why don't we acknowledge that there is voter fraud and then take steps to stop that voter fraud? Now, we might find out that there are 100,000 or 200,000 illegal ballots. And we might also find out that that's not enough to make Trump president. I'm okay with that. If Joe Biden won fair and square and they, and they get rid of all of the illegal votes that they find... And, and Biden still wins, that's the will of the people. I'm fine with that. I'm okay with it. And I'm perfectly happy to say, congratulations, President-elect Biden, and I hope he does well. And when he, does, when he says and does things that, that I think are good for the country, I'm going to come in and say, hey, Joe Biden did a good thing today. Just like when Barack Obama decided he wanted to drone terrorists in Africa instead of putting our military on the ground and putting, putting members of our service, uh, uh, our United States military, in harm's way. And I came on the show and said, Barack Obama did an amazing thing this week. I think this is awesome. And I got tons of hate mail from Republicans. Why are you saying good things about Obama? Because that's how you gain credibility, guys. When you just call it like it is. Like, there's very few people I dislike more than, than Steve Saber, the Methuen City Councilor. But last week when, when Neil Perry was here, we talked about the budget. And they gave him credit for doing a good job. You should see the hate mail I got. He's a worm. He's a scumbag. Why are you saying nice things about him? Because he happened to do a good job on something. And I just think if we call it the way that it is on all sides and stop with the deception and the lying, I think that makes America a better place. We all know where we stand. And you know what? We're at a point now in our country where we need to know where we stand. We need to have faith in our election system. And if, it, and if anything good comes of all of this controversy about Trump not conceding, what I'm hoping is that if he does lose, and he might not, by the way, he still could win. I mean, it's still a possibility. But if he does lose, I'm hoping the one thing that comes out of it is that we can tighten our election system, stop some of the voter fraud that we know happened, so that in the next election, we don't have to deal with this again. Like, that's called solving problems. But you don't solve problems by denying it happens. And you don't solve problems by paying off big tech to throw people off Facebook who say that there's voter fraud. That's not how you move the country forward. We really need to have faith in our institutions, and we don't. And as a, as a society, we're crumbling. 
The American dream is crumbling. It's crumbling right before our eyes. And both sides are contributing to it. The right is contributing to it with all of their wacky conspiracy theories. Not what CNN says they're conspiracy theories. Now, CNN thinks voter fraud is a conspiracy theory. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's real. It's real. We, we, we have names. We have addresses of people that weren't supposed to vote that were dead that voted. We know that. So let's just do something about it. Let's just fix the problem. And I don't know how anybody can look me in the eye, and it's happened five times just in the last couple of days, where my Democrat friends just look me in the eye and say, there's no such thing as voter fraud. How can you say that? In fact, Tennis Lilly, my communist friend from Lawrence, is constantly on my page promoting the lie that there's no such thing as voter fraud. And then when you say, what about this, what about this, and you prove that it exists, yeah, but there's no widespread voter fraud. Who fucking cares? I don't care if there's no widespread. It doesn't need to be widespread. A lot of elections, when I ran for school committee, I won by 11 votes in Lawrence. All you really need was seven votes of voter fraud. Take seven votes away from me, give it to the other guy, I lose. So it doesn't need to be widespread. What we need is we need to have election integrity. Some states do it right. They require a voter ID. If you're sending in a ballot via absentee, you have to sign your name, and they check your signature on the envelope that you send in with the, with the signature that they have on file when you signed up to vote. And if it doesn't look the same, some states will call you and say, hey, is this your ballot? We have two signatures that don't comport. Some states um, allow you to pre-count the, I know in Lawrence, I'm an expert on Lawrence, so I just use Lawrence as an example, right? Because I've been studying Lawrence forever. In, in Lawrence, the way that it works is you send in your absentee ballot to City Hall. They hold all the ballots. On election morning, before they open the doors, they take all the absentee ballots and they feed it into the machine that people are going to be voting in for the day. And then they open up the doors and people come in and the first person votes and puts it in. And he might be number 354, even though he's really the first voter, Right. But all the ballots are there. They're in that box now. And then at the end of the day, they push a button, and, and the machine tabulates everything that it counted. They count it as it goes in. So the polls close at 7, and at 7.01, you know who won. You know who, you know who the victor was. You know what the count is. And if there are other ballots that came in a little later, they look at the law. If the law says they can count them, they count them. If the law says they can't count them, they don't count them. Well, except when Willie Lantigua was in office. And when Willie Lantigua was in office, they counted everything, right? But let's stop lying about voter fraud. Let's, let's just stop lying about what we know is real. Let's stop pretending men are women and women are men. I was hoping Stacy would be here for this. Let's stop pretending and let's stop lying. You know, I read Orwell's 1984. It was, it's a novel. If you haven't read it, please read it, please. I beg you to read that book. It's a very short book. It's a novel. It was written in 1948 by uh, George Orwell, and he had, he had envisioned in his mind how the government would be turned against us in a free country, and he reversed, you know, he wrote it in 48, so he called it 1984 because he figured within 40 years this is probably going to happen. Took an extra 40, took about 80-something years for it to happen, but here we are. Where the government can spy on you through your TV, the government can log all your emails, can log all your... And back then, by the way, it, 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 I remember watching the Jetsons when we were a kid, and we thought it was the dumbest thing in the world that someone could talk to you through your TV. Come on! Come on! Right? 
George Orwell not only predicted it, but he predicted how it would be misused. And how the gun, they had what they, in, in 1984, they have what's called truth speak. And that's when you have to lie. Like you have to pretend something's real when it's not real. And by the way, at the dic- there were no dictionaries anymore. The dictionaries were all digital, and every day it would change. Every day the definitions of things would change. Every day words were taken out of the dictionary that you were no longer allowed to use. And it's happening. Big tech is doing it now. You know, it's funny. I think George Orwell wrote 1984 as a warning to the future to not go down this road. And the Democrats are using it as a fucking manual. Like, they're using it as how they, how they can take over. You know, we've got some, a couple of Senate races coming up in Georgia. I'm just praying that the Republicans win. Because if the Democrats hold the House and the Senate and the White House... Kiss the Constitution goodbye. That's not an overstatement. They've come out and said it. They want to pack the Supreme Court. They want to change the Electoral College. They want to admit Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico and some other uh, small island countries as states so they can pack the Senate because every state gets two senators. So if you're bringing in three or four more liberal countries and bring them in as states and make them states, each one of them gets two senators in the Senate, and now you've got a majority. And you do it with the Electoral College, that just means Florida, California, and New York are going to decide every presidential election. And you've got one-party rule forever. That's how communism occurs. When one party takes over everything, then changes the system so they can never lose. And I don't know why this doesn't frighten more people. It's really frightening to me When Biden won and the Democrats held the House, I then had to hold my breath all night. And because everybody was talking about Trump that night, it was really hard to get results on who the senators were and how many had won and how many had lost, how many were Democrats, how many were Republicans. But all I really want to get back to my original point is just please stop lying to us, everyone. Stop lying to each other. Think about the lies that we've been told just this year alone, I'm writing my column this month, the next month on the Valley Patriot in December, is going to be the year of lies. Like, think of all the lies we were told. We were told COVID-19 didn't transmit from human to human. Nothing to worry about. We were told if you wear a mask, you're more likely to get the coronavirus. We were told that lockdowns weren't needed. And then we were told lockdowns were needed. And then we were told we do need to wear a mask. And then we were told that it does transmit from person to person. And then we were told that, it, that this virus is so strong that if I have it and I touch a surface and you come by 10 minutes later and you touch that surface, you get it. And now we know that's not true. And then the media said that um, there was going to be a blue wave, that the Democrats were going to overwhelmingly take Congress. They lost 15 seats. That they were overwhelmingly going to take the Senate. Republicans, as of right now, still have the Senate. And if they get the Senate through Georgia, it's certainly not going to be overwhelming. We've been lied to and lied to and lied to. And by the way, they don't have to rewrite history. They, they actually change history while it's happening. There was a postal worker who came forward and talked about how, they, how he and his fellow postal workers were told to backdate ballots. Now, I don't know if that's true. He signed an affidavit under pains and penalties of perjury. He says it happened. 
Then members of the FBI went and sat down with him and tried to get him to change his story. And when he wouldn't change his story, they then leaked to the media that he did change his story so nobody would believe him. Like, how many lies in one story can you deal with? We all just want, we don't want our city councilors lying to us. We don't want our mayors lying to us. We don't want our president and our senators lying to us. We certainly don't want our media lying to us. But when they're all conspiring together to lie at the same time, when big tech is in bed with one political party, who's also in bed with the, main, with the 90% of the mainstream media, including Fox, who I've been saying for years, haven't I been saying for years, Fox sucks? Everybody's like, no, 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 Fox is great. I'm like, no, no, no. You have to really watch. I, I would rather watch CNN than watch Fox. Because at least I know where CNN's coming from. Fox hides it. Fox, Fox is like the insurrection within our midst. They're like the snake in our tent. And I've been saying it forever. With the exception of, of Tucker Carlson, I have no faith in anything anyone on that show says, other than maybe sometimes I watch The Five and Greg Gutfeld has some really insightful things, some really, really thoughtful things that he says that ruminate in your head like two days later, you're still thinking about it because that's how good it was. Because he, he gives a lot of thought to this stuff. Other than that, Sean Hannity, horrible. Horrible. You're a great American. You're a great American. I'm a great American. You're a great American. Enough. I don't want cheerleaders for Donald Trump pretending that they're news people. I don't want cheerleaders for Joe Biden pretending that they're objective news people. People, just come out and tell us the friggin' news, please. Tell us what happened today. Because all day yesterday it was, why won't Trump concede? So I... I, I I turned it off. I had to go out and get some stuff done. I came back. I put on CNN. Why won't he concede? I went and took a shower, made myself something to eat, came back, put on CNN. Why won't he concede? All friggin' day. Why won't he concede? Why won't he concede? Why won't he concede? Why won't he concede? No cops got shot yesterday you could be talking about. No missing kids you could help everybody find by putting their picture up. Hey, anybody see this kid? He's missing. Right? No, no major fires that killed firefighters anywhere in the country. That's what news used to be. News used to be there was a tornado uh, yesterday in Kansas. Cop got shot in Chicago. Um, there was a major f uh, uh, high-rise fire in Miami where 30 people died. Um, that used to be the news. Now it's Trump sucks, Trump sucks, Trump sucks, Trump sucks, Trump sucks all day. And I don't know what these people are going to do if Trump does lose. Like, seriously, what are, what are they going to have? No one's going to want to watch, we love Joe Biden, we love Joe Biden, we love Joe Biden. No one's going to want to watch that. Even the Joe Biden people aren't going to want to watch that. And I'm not sure why Fox is moving to the left the way that they are. Ben has a, uh, ben has a good theory on this, um, that there's speculation that Trump, if he loses, is going to start his own news network. God, I hope he does. God, I hope he does. How long have I been saying on this show, I would give anything if I had a rich friend that would let me run a local, a, a, a national news network that was just news, and we'll even call it just news. No opinions, no any, just news. Here's what happened yesterday. The Senate, vo the Senate voted for this. The Democrats voted yes. The Republicans voted no. Here's a quote from the Republicans why they voted no. Here's a quote from the Democrats why they voted yes. That's news. Not Donald Trump said he likes coffee today, but he's a lying liar who lies because we saw him watch, we saw him drinking tea. That's not news. And as long as we continue to go down this path, the divide between Democrats and Republicans is going to widen. 
The animosity in this country among Democrats and Republicans are going to widen. The violence and the hostility is going to widen. And that doesn't help anybody. I'm going to urge all of my conservative friends, all my Republican friends, I'm not a Republican, but all my Republican friends, whatever happens at the end of the court challenges, accept it and move on. Do what we wanted the Democrats to do when Trump won. Now, I, I, it's, it's the height of hypocrisy for Democrats to cry and whine that Donald Trump is not conceding and accepting the results of the election. Because A, we don't have the results of the election yet. But B, they just spent four years saying that the last election wasn't legitimate. That Donald Trump only won because he was a secret spy for Putin. He's Putin's poodle. Trying to impeach him. They refused to go to his inauguration. Sharon Pollard had this thing on, and I love Sharon, but she's like on the other side of all this. She has this big thing about how when, when Nixon resigned and, and uh, Ford lost, he was gracious and conceded right away and brought Jimmy Carter into the fold and helped him with the transition team. And the same thing when George Bush lost to Clinton and, and, and it was a peaceful transition. But what she left out was when Trump won, they said, no, he didn't. They refused to accept the election results after they were certified and after all the votes were counted. Hillary Clinton went from speaking engagement to speaking engagement saying she lost because you're a sexist, you're a racist, you the American public, you voted against her, but not enough for her to really lose. She only lost because Russia interfered. Ukraine interfered. Ben, you know how they interfered? They bought $12,000 with the Facebook ad. That's how they interfered. Yeah, that changes the whole fucking election, doesn't it? No, it really doesn't. It doesn't change an election. But even as, even as late as two weeks ago, but a week before the election, Nancy Pelosi was talking about impeaching Trump again. Remember? A week before the election, they were asking her about impeachment? And she was actually considering it like a week before an election. That's how badly they took Trump's win. And now they're outraged that Trump won't concede before all the votes are counted and all the challenges are done. It's just a lie. It's a lie. And we're better than this, by the way. The one thing that Democrats are right about is that the rest of the world really is laughing at us, but not for the reasons that they think. They think the rest of the world is laughing at us because Donald Trump won't concede, and this is so horrible, he's an authoritarian, he's a Nazi. But the rest of the world is laughing at us because we are the strongest, freest, richest country in the world that everyone else uh, emulates, everybody else wants to be like, and we don't have our shit together. We don't. All I want is for our government to run effectively. I didn't like a lot of things Obama did. I don't think he was a traitor to the country. I know a lot of people in the Tea Party, when I was in the Tea Party, thought he was a traitor to America. He was born, he wasn't born in America. I want to see his birth certificate. None of that stuff actually helped, by the way, if you go back and you look. None of that crying about birth certificates did anything to help other than to propel Donald Trump into where he was. But they were even lying about that. They were right. The Democrats were right to say that the Republicans were wrong to attack Barack Obama's birth certificate and his place of birth after he won the election. Time to do that's before the election. After, but, but what they were wrong about is when they called it racist. Like, even when they're right, they can't help but lie. Like, even when they have all the facts on their side, they can't help but continue to try to, de to deceive you even more. 
Don Lemon, every time he talks about what he calls birtherism, which was Donald Trump claiming that Barack Obama wasn't born here, he calls it the racist birther lie. There's nothing racist about wondering or challenging whether someone was born in America. There's nothing racist about that. Look up the word racist. See if you see anywhere in those definitions someone questioning someone's place of birth. I don't see it anywhere I looked. And actually did look. I wanted to make sure before I said it live that some smarmy little sarcastic little bastard out there wasn't going to look it up and find, you know, the, the 15th definition, you know, kind of comported with what they were saying. I, I, I actually went and I looked. And it's ridiculous. Barack Obama wasn't a traitor to this country. And by the way, neither was Donald Trump. Barack Obama, we heard, how many times did we hear during Barack Obama's term, he's not going to leave. He's not going to leave at the end of his eight, eight, at the end of his eight years. He's going to suspend the Constitution and he's going to stay as a dictator. And the Democrats, by the way, were outraged by that rightfully. They were rightfully outraged by that, but then they did the same stupid shit. They then said the same thing about Donald Trump. How many times have we heard he's not going to leave? He's not going to leave. Like, how is he not going to leave? He's going to like grab onto the resolute desk, chain himself to the bottom of the resolute desk, and refuse to be removed. Does anybody really believe that? Like, honestly, does anybody really believe that? We knew Donald Trump was going to fight to the death. That's who he is. Like him or not, he's a fighter. And he's fighting. And by the way, he's not wrong about voter fraud. What we don't know is whether or not it's enough to overturn the election. And it might be. And it might not be. For anybody to say that they know the answer to that definitively there's no voter fraud, or it's not going to be enough. We don't know that. Because we don't know what they're going to find when they re-canvass those votes and recount those votes. We don't know what they're going to find when they start examining those voting machines that we now have someone from Dominion Software. We have three whistleblowers have come forward from Dominion Software Company who say that thousands of the, 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 the tally machines were programmed to change thousands of votes from Trump to Biden. By the way, that's not an unbelievable claim, given that big tech and these multi-million dollar corporations, the evil corporations that liberals hate so much, excuse me, are the ones that are making these election uh, um, machines, these tally machines. I don't, know, I don't know how we bring people together when you have two diametrically opposed sides who not only have opposite beliefs, but they also have an opposite reality. Like it used to be we'd have a shared experience. We'd sit down, we'd watch. When I was growing up, I'm an old man now. When I was growing up, Walter Cronkite would come on CBS News and he would tell us the news and at the end he'd say, and that's the way it is. Right? And now we don't have that. Is this Stacy? Awesome. All right. Oh, it's, it's Lisa. All right, we'll bring Lisa. Come, on, come, come right on up, Lisa. I'm in the middle. Of, I'm at the end of my rant here. Where, where was I, Ben? I'll just finish my thought. I get distracted by beautiful women very easily. You were extolling the virtues of Walter Cronkite, basically talking about how do we come back together. Right. But now we have liberals watch CNN, and CNN lies and skews everything that happens to the left. And then you watch Fox or OAN and they skew everything, almost everything to the right. And so we're all watching, let's just take one thing like the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. We're all, it's not a political thing. Here's a kid who defended himself. He shot somebody that was attacking him. 
liberals saw a raving right-wing Nazi gunning people down for no reason, and conservatives saw some kid defending himself with a gun while he was being attacked. We can't survive as a nation. We can't survive as a society when we're all watching the exact same thing, but seeing it completely differently. We don't have what what we used to call a shared experience. When John Kennedy was shot, we all had a shared experience. We saw it. We know what we saw. We all interpreted it the same way. When Reagan got shot, same thing. We all saw it on TV. We all interpreted it the same way. And then we all had different opinions about what, what to do about it, but we all had the shared experience of what it is. Today, America doesn't have shared experiences anymore. A kid shoots somebody in self-defense, and half the country sees an evil Nazi gunning people down for no reason. And again, no society can last by doing that. Lisa Williams from AFC Urgent Care is here with us. I know you agree with everything I just said. I do. I always disagree. Isn't she awesome? (laughs) I'm going to marry her someday. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, just pull that up a little bit to Uh, to, to your mouth. So I see you're a little worked up about the election. (laughs) I'm wound up because I'm just tired of the lies. I don't want the media to lie to me anymore and say that this is all settled and Joe Biden won. He may win when everything's over, but it's not over. They're still counting votes and there's still challenges in court. Let's just wait. We played a clip of Joe Biden saying before the election, we should wait till everything is counted and everything's certified. And now he doesn't want that. And I think we should just listen to Joe Biden. The old Joe Biden, not today's right. Joe Biden, the Joe Biden of three weeks ago when he said, let's just wait. So um, was, I just want people to stop lying. I want elected officials to stop lying to us. And I want the media to stop lying to us. And if, they, and if both of them do that and just be honest about where things are, I think we can come together as Americans. I want this country to come together as Americans. When I was growing up, Democrats were somewhat socially liberal, and Republicans were very socially conservative, but they got together, they argued on the floor of the Senate, they argued on the floor of the House, they argued on whatever news station they would go on, and then when the vote was over, we all moved forward, and, and, and uh, Ted Kennedy and Tip O'Neill would go out for drinks. Right. And, and Ronald Reagan, they'd all go out for drinks, and now you have people coming up to you and attacking you because you've got a MAGA hat on. You know, I mean, well, we're definitely very divided, which is so unfortunate. Um, I went down to visit my daughter. She goes to University of Alabama and I met kids, of course. By the way, shame on her. (laughs) I went. I love it there. I I, I was at Auburn. I love it. That's a, that was our rival. That's yes. why we don't like we don't like so Alabama. So I met, of course, everybody here in Massachusetts. I'd say the majority are Democrats. But you talk to kids in Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, Mississippi they are all Republicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that, actually, that picture I showed you, I sent you last night. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually a White House intern, and his job was to delete. Trump's F-bombs. I had to take his picture. Why I'm couldn't like, I get that job? Right? Like, I want that like, job. Wait a minute. This is your job? <laughs> He's like, yes, ma'am. That's hilarious. Yes. I want that job. Yeah. I would have left a few of them in. He was great. He was very polite. I guess his grandfather and Trump are good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, really? That's your job? Yep. He's like, yeah. Apparently, the Secret Service would chase him down the hall um, and try to grab his phone, but you know, sometimes he won, <laughs> he would lock himself in the bathroom and tweet. <laughs> That's hilarious. Isn't that awesome? That's what, so now you at AFC urgent care, yes, yes. which we love in Methuen and North Andover and other places. Yes. Uh, we only care about North Andover and Methuen. Um, 
So I'm, I'm here today to let everybody know that Stop the Spread um, is, and it sounds not so great. Sorry. <laughs> I think I saw a porno movie with that name at one point. I knew you were going to go there. Just That's saying. why I was just like, oh my God. Um, it, it ends at the end of the month. So um, Explain to people what Stop the Spread is. So Stop the Spread is something that um, it's basically free testing throughout the state. And AFC Urgent Care was part of that program. Um, and basically you can go, it's for non-symptomatic patients. If you don't have symptoms, you can go get tested. And uh, the registration process, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really care for, you know, it, it is a little complicated because you have to put in all of your information. And um, so I just wanted to reach out to everyone, tell them that, you know, if they, if they haven't been tested, I encourage everybody to get tested. I have two daughters that actually got COVID. One of them had no symptoms at all um, because you can still, you know, spread it when you have no symptoms. Mm -hmm. So now you're looking for help. Yes, yes, care. we are. We're always looking for help. Um, you need a public relations guy because I could help. No. We'll, we'll talk. I'm not even it. sure I'd charge you because you're so beautiful. <laughs> I love you. You're so funny. Um, <laughs> 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 he just <laughs> totally diffuses me. I, get, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's what I do. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so yes, we are looking for um, medical assistants, x-ray techs, uh, nurse practitioners, PAs. Um, I think I sent you my information. You can just forward that along to everyone. Um, COVID has been very hard. It's been very hard for medical providers. Very hard. Yeah. I feel. I'm very thankful for the staff that I have. Um, and we're, we're always looking for. Can more I ask help. your opinion on something? Sure. And you're, yeah. free, you're free not to answer because I know you know you, you could get in trouble by answering any of my questions. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Don't embarrass me. It, it's been my position since day one because it just seems like common sense. Yeah. That if you close down the country, if you close down, if you lock down, yeah. it's not going to do anything to spread to stop the spread because the minute you open up, it's going to spread. It's a virus. That's right. what it does, right? So if we lock everybody down for five years or five minutes, the minute you open up, it's going to spread again. And then locking down again isn't going to do anything because the minute you open up again, it's going to spread again. Right. And most of the deaths from corona, uh, the coronavirus, China virus, whatever you want to call it, most of the deaths have been people who were at home. So we're locking people in at home and we're killing them. So it just seems to me there should be no lockdowns. Charlie Baker just instituted this insane thing where uh, businesses have to close by 10 p.m., that's insanity. The coronavirus is no more deadly after 10 than it is before 10. It's like at 9 o'clock, it's not really, it's not up yet. Right. And then at 10 o'clock, it's very active. So, wait, I, is, is that more for like the bars? Is that something that he's trying to control? Well, I, the way it was. That's my ignorance. It's, it's like the Tom Duggan of diseases. Right, yeah. It's yeah. not up and active until 10 p.m. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's actually good. I like that. Um, uh, you threw me off my game. Now, what was what was the question? <laughs> we were talking about 10 p.m. Does it? Oh, like, 10 p.m. Does right. it become really active so, after 10? So the explanation I get from Neil like pa Ramblins. <laughs> right now, Neil buys all this COVID stuff, right? Yeah. And he was here last week, and he said, "Well, I think that's because after 10 o'clock, people drink a little bit more, their inhibitions get lower, and there's more I chance totally, of spread." He's brilliant. I totally agree with and that. And he's right about that. Except you're going to punish people like me who don't drink. Who would so, like? Okay, so what who do you would do? like to go out? Okay, so what are you doing after ten? After ten o'clock, yeah. I'm out causing trouble. See, 
I'm not causing trouble. I, I don't, I, I, unless I'm coming here or going yeah. to the post office or I have to go out and do deliveries, I don't leave my office till 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night. And that's when I go out into Lawrence to see if I can find any shootings, any fires, something I can report on. Because that's when you're a night owl. I'm I know a, because I called you at nine o'clock in the morning and you were like, don't ever call me at nine <laughs> I was like, oh, so you don't want to get coffee? No. I, I, hired, a new sales girl who was so, I hired a new sales girl who was so beautiful. Oh, God. Um, and she said she wanted to do modeling. And I know a modeling photographer. So I, I well, yesterday she was at my office. I called, my, I called Randy and said, hey, I've got a girl who wants to do some modeling. Oh um, God! Do I even want to hear this? Can, can you? Yes. Okay. Go. No, <laughs> I, I said, you know, can you can you fit her in yeah. and not charge her because she works for me? Yeah. He's like, Tom, no problem. How about eleven a.m. on Saturday morning? I said, we don't swear here. We don't use the words. The, we don't use the letters a.m. Okay. <laughs> there is no a.m. Tom. Tom's not doing anything a.m. unless it's three a.m. or four a.m. Oh, then God. then I'm in. But nine a.m. eleven a.m. That's not working for me at all ever. See, this is why Charlie Baker was like after. 10 p.m. <laughs> I'm shutting down the state. But isn't it insane, though? You can get the coronavirus at 9. You can yep. get the coronavirus at noon. And I, I, I think all of these politicians, including Charlie, as much as I like him, and he is a friend, um, uh, all of these politicians are trying to make it look like they're in charge. They're not in charge. The virus is in charge. I think it's they're a virus. Just, I think they're scared that if they don't do something, people are going to die. And w- what I've seen... I mean, but people are dying from what they are doing right. by locking people down, by stopping businesses, by, by, by shutting the, they're killing people. They really are killing people. Look at the suicide rate has spiked. Drug use has tripled. Uh, alcohol deaths have tripled. Alcohol abuse has tripled. Depression has tripled. I mean, it's skyrocketed through the roof. We had just finished getting through the opioid epidemic. It was just starting to wane. And now the numbers are like what they were two years ago again. It's not healthy to to have people locked up in their right, house, right. especially with you know with the kids and schooling. I'm, I'm I want to do more testing and helping. You know, hopefully in you know twenty twenty one we'll be able to provide more testing for the schools. But yeah, it's it's I think it's really important that the kids um, are in school. It's it's not good. And to be honest with you, it's so hard as a parent to do those Zoom calls. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. Um, my editorial this this month was open up the schools. Yeah. And all we hear is we have to follow the science. So if we're going to follow the science, why are the schools closed? We know the science tells us that not one kid has contracted the coronavirus being in a school environment. I mean, that's what the CDC says. The CDC says that kids. Don't get, 99% of kids don't get it. The 1% that do get it, almost all of them recover. So the science says, if you look at the science, the science says we should open the schools. But our so-called leaders, again, still feel like they're in charge. And they want to make it look like they're in charge because they all have to get elected again. And they're not in charge. The virus is in charge. I say open everything. Let this thing spread. Let's do whatever we can to protect people like me or elderly people like me. I have a pre-existing condition. If I get, my doctor's already told me, if I get it, I'm dead. I, I have an autoimmune disease. If I get it, I have no way of fighting it. I'm done. And even I'm saying, you know what? We can't destroy the entire country because a few people might die, even if I'm one of them. 
And it just seems like our leaders just don't want to hear any of that. They all, they all, even Trump, like, I don't understand why, again, I'm not one of these people who think Trump walks on water and everything he did was right. He never should have shut the country down. Right. But it's so sensitive to people, and especially if someone who's lost a family member. What I've seen, you never know how your body's going to react to it. Mm -hmm. And especially like younger people, they're just spreaders. Right. And... But it's going to spread, whether, we, whether, whether it spreads today or it spreads five years from now. Right. If, there's, if we get rid of all of the coronavirus, we, we cure everybody, but there's one person who still has it that's asymptomatic that goes shopping tomorrow, right. guess what? A million people within a week or two weeks are going to end up having it because it's like that old, that old Brett, uh, Brett commercial. They tell two friends and they tell two friends and so right. on and so on. It spreads the same way. If one person spreads it to 10, those 10 people are spreading it to 100 and it multiplies and multiplies. So we know this. This is just common sense. We've looked at the science. We know more now than we did before. Stop all the lockdowns. Stop hurting businesses by closing them early, by telling them they can only have 50% or 25% capacity. Um, if, if businesses, like after the show, we go across the street to uh, T-Bones. Love T-Bones. Well, and they're not an advertiser, but I'll give them a free plug because I like their food. I always judge a place by their appetizers. They got great appetizers over there, right? You go in and there's plexiglass in between each booth. It looks silly, but you know what? They're doing what they think is right. They're doing what they think they can do to protect their customers. It's not the government making them do it. Mm-hmm. They ask us to wear a mask when we walk in. Then once we sit down, we can take it off. That's fine. I'm okay with all of that because that's what the business thinks they need to do to keep people safe in their, in their establishment. Why not leave it to the businesses to do what they need to do? Why do we mandate? Why do we have to force people? It seems like that's the chasm between Democrats and Republicans, conservatives and liberals. Conservatives want people to make their own decisions and liberals want the government to control everything. And when government controls everything, they end up doing more harm than good. I mean, look at the war on poverty. Do we still have poverty? I mean, Lyndon Johnson instituted a war on poverty in the 60s. It's now 2020. We haven't eradicated poverty. Well, sometimes the government needs to step in. Like, I'll just give you an example of the vaccine that's coming out. Mm -hmm. I I don't know who's going to be able to store it. Right. Even, like, the government has to step in. Right. You know. Well, uh, there's a role for government. I'm okay with a role. I'm not... A libertarian. Libertarians want no government. They're, they're, they're just as batshit okay, so, crazy as the far right, left, right. right? But so the government You're does. Not a socialist, right, definitely. <laughs> right. But but the, the, and I and I agree. The gov- I want an I want an FDA inspecting my meat when I go to the to when I go to the grocery Absolutely. store. Absolutely. I want an EPA to stop major corporations from dumping chemicals into our rivers. Right. I'm, I'm all for that, and I'm all for the government saying, okay, if we're going to have a vaccine, this is we're going to control it. We're going to use or Trump wanted to use the military to disperse it. I'm okay with all of that. What I'm not okay with is forcing people to take it. Yeah, I, I understand right? that. And and I think I've become an anti-vaxxer, I think, over the last couple of years. I'm still, jury's still out. Right. But I still think people should be able to make their own minds up if they want to take it or not take it. Because we know that- I'm not a judge with that. At least, I get it. At least a small portion of people who take that vaccine end up getting sick. And even though it's a small portion, it's- it's, it's weird how the dynamic of the argument changes. When it comes to COVID, if only 0.01% of the people are going to die, would shut the whole country down. But when it comes to vaccines, when 0.1% of the people who take the vaccine are going to get sick and die, that's okay. But maybe the, maybe some of these politicians feel like it's on them. It's on them to protect everyone. Right. But and it's not. They I, un- I get it. They but don't understand their role. Their role is to run the government. I, I get it. But let's say you are the elected official and you 
are in charge of basically keeping everyone safe and, and running a city or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to feel really awful when, okay, here's the death count. This, um, this is how many people tested positive right. today. And, you know, you know, how many people died today or whatever. Right. That's the Neil Perry argument, and he's not necessarily wrong. I mean, of course, you can, you're going to feel compelled to protect people. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a friend right now who has it, and she's young, and she's physically fit, and, but she's actually a type 1 diabetic, and she is sick. She's really sick, and this is someone that I would have never thought. Um, but you don't protect people with force, and that's what I think where a lot of us object. I, I understand that. I don't really get the you have to wear a mask in the car driving. Right. Well, listen, I don't get why. <laughs> Did you see that? I was like, what? Yeah, I'm not doing that. They can pull me over 100 times, but I'm not doing that. I'm not wearing a mask outside if I'm yeah. alone. Um, I go to the post office. I put on my mask before I walk in. When I walk out, I take it off. And I get in my car and I go around and I do what I need to do. And if I have to go into Lawrence for something, last night we had uh, family dinner for the homeless. We do that. I'm wearing my TMF shirt. Uh, TMF I love that you family, do that. Family dinner for the love homeless. That. And by the way, you don't get enough credit because at least once a month I'll be there and someone will come over and say, Lisa Williams from AFC paid for dinner tonight. And she asked us not to thank her publicly. And I said, well, she asked you not to thank her publicly. I'm still going to thank her publicly because people like you, people like you, people like the McLennans, who are big business owners in the community, are constantly giving back and not getting enough credit for it. And I think if more people saw you getting credit for that, they might sit there and go, hey, you know what? I want to do that too. Even if they're only doing it for the credit, I'm okay with that because they're still doing it. You well, know? people don't do it for credit. <laughs> well, no, but some people do. They do. Some people do. Like there was a certain city council candidate last year who showed up at TMF for the first time a week before the election. So he'd get his picture taken feeding the homeless. And I nicely went over to him and said, look, we're friends, but you need to get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not going to let you do this and use these people because we've never seen you before today. And we're not going to see you when the election's over. And by the way, we didn't. We didn't see him when the election was over. Jill doesn't let me go. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jill. <laughs> Listen, you do whatever Jill says. I do. Or she, I do. Will, or she will beat you and me up together <laughs> at the same time. I listen to Jill. <laughs> Jill. Jill is tough. And by the way, Neil Perry is very lucky to have somebody like Jill, you know, she's whispering a, in his ear about stuff that's going on. She's because a rock she's star. very, she's very smart. Yes. Very smart. So at AFC Urgent Care, let me ask you, have you seen an increase in positive tests over the last 30 days or so? Have you seen like a big spike or is it kind of Uh, consistent? Yes, definitely since Halloween. Since Halloween, you've seen a spike, really? That was like a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So it's spiking now. Are you seeing more deaths or have, have, we're not seeing more deaths. So we're seeing more cases and CNN and the media constantly promote how many cases we have, like that's a bad thing. But we're very, I mean, we're small compared, of course, to the state. You know, we test mm-hmm. maybe anywhere between 80 and 100 patients um, in each clinic. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't get, of course, we don't get the death toll. We do get um, the demographics on the patient. But mm-hmm. um, I would say since... It has nothing to do with the schools. I think it's people are sick of being home mm-hmm. and they're just going out or they're having people over and socializing and whatever. Yeah. Just- and we, <coughs> excuse me, we know masks don't work because the people who are preaching to us that masks work aren't wearing what, masks. What, this, this dirty thing? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Right? So I'm watching TV yesterday. Uh, everybody's making a light, everybody's making a big thing that, a big thing of Chuck Schumer, the um, Senate Minority Leader. 
uh, going out and saying that today we take uh, Georgia, tomorrow we, today we change Georgia, tomorrow we change America. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're all excited about. What, they're, what they're not excited about is before, the, before he thought the camera was on, he was standing in a crowd of people sharing wine with them, not wearing a mask. And then, but, but the camera was on him as he's putting his mask on to give a press statement. Yeah. Total phony. Nancy Pelosi, video of her going, while everybody else was closed, going to get her hair done. Oh, at, I saw that. At a place that, yeah. that was supposed to be closed. We know that masks don't work because the people wait, preaching at us that masks work. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Aren't wearing masks. N95 masks work and you should actually cover your eyes because it actually mm -hmm. can go, you know, the you. But those masks, the masks that I wear. I the little masks that they sell at the store, they don't, I want to get a mask that says this mask doesn't work for okay, the times so I have these, to wear it. You know, if you're coughing or sneezing, this actually protects another person. Right. Yeah. That's cute. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm not sure I buy that it protects another person though. I mean, the coronavirus is very small. They're saying that it doesn't protect me, but it protects other people from me. So they're saying the coronavirus can get into a mask, but it can't get out of a mask. No, the thing it can get out of a mask, yeah. can't get into a mask. None of that makes any sense to me. None of that should make any sense to anybody who thinks for themselves and actually ponders this stuff for even five minutes. And I just wish we could just all start going back to my original point at the beginning of the show. Can we just stop lying? Can we just say, look. How about wash your hands all the time? Right. Use antibacterial everything. Right. right. And, you know. The only thing that really does work is social distancing. If you're not within six feet of somebody, you can't get it. Wait, are we six feet? No, not really, but... Oh, damn. That's all right. If I get it from you, I'm okay. That's how I am. You're going to say right? she killed me. But, but, <laughs> but social distancing works. We know that it works because it's common sense. If you're not within six feet of somebody or seven feet of somebody, you're probably not going to get it. And we know that you can't get it from surfaces anymore, although some people didn't get the updated memo. Some people still think you can which is sad, but I just want people to stop lying. Can we all just be on the same page as Americans and say, we know masks don't work. How about if Joe Biden came out tomorrow and said, you know what? We know, unless you're wearing an M95 mask, we know these other masks don't work, but you know what? Please wear them anyway till we get through this because maybe it'll stop the spread of some people. Maybe some people will stop, it'll stop them from getting it. If they said that, if they said that I'd, I'd wear a mask everywhere. I'd be okay with it because I'm not being lied to. But it all depends on who you talk to, the data you look at. Some people say that this mask works. Some people say that the mm -hmm. KN95 works. It, 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 all, it all depends, and it, it changes. I wear, I wear a bandana. Right? Oh my God. That's what I wear because I have to. Right? I go to the post office. <laughs> I put on my bandana when I go into the post office. I come out. Oh. Right? I know it doesn't work. <laughs> Everybody looking at me knows it doesn't work. But nobody's unhappy. If I walk in, one day I walked into the post office, I forgot my mask. I got dirty stares from everybody. Okay. Is, are they still implementing a, like a fine in Lawrence if you don't wear a mask? Yeah, they're supposed to. But I put in a public records request in Lawrence about a month ago asking how much money has the city made by fining people? Because I want to know how many tickets they'd yeah. written. And so far, the answer is still zero. I still okay. have. I still have the answer. Is still zero. Okay. Last weekend, when I was in Tuscaloosa, there's actually police just patrolling, just giving kids out fines. That's ridiculous. And in New York, they're raiding the homes of Jews who were who were celebrating Jewish holidays. They were raiding the homes because there were more than ten people in the home. Listen, we did not. The Constitution doesn't say you have the right of privacy 
unless there's a pandemic. It doesn't say you have the right of free speech and free association unless there's a pandemic. The government has no business telling me what I can do inside my own home. Get the F out. And the fact that they're using police officers to do this is even more scary. It's even more scary because that's what fascist countries do. Fascist countries kick the doors in and say, hey, are there Jews in here celebrating Hanukkah? That's what they do. And we shouldn't be in the business of doing that in this country. You know, we are a free country. Let's continue being a free country. If some of us die, some of us die. It's going to happen now or it's going to happen two years from now, but it's going to happen because the virus is going to spread. The virus is in charge. Joe Joe Biden ran and said, I'm not going to shut the country down. I'm going to shut down the virus. No, you're not. You're not going to shut down the virus. Even with a vaccine, some people are still going to get it. Some people are still going to die. Well, it's going to take a long time to actually right. Right. administer the vaccine, right. realistically. I had this conversation with my parents. That must, have been, that must have been fun. Oh, I was like, I love you so much. How are we over? I thought we were like under by half an hour. Go ahead. I was like, uh, I'm like, how long do you think this is going to take? Just even to just the operation of just administering this vaccine. Yeah. And their answer was... I love Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) So when Joe Biden, when Joe Biden locks down the country three months from now, because we know it's coming, he is going to lock it down. The rest of us who didn't support Joe Biden were running around saying, see, he lied during the election. He said he wasn't going to shut down, but he shut down. But the Democrats won't care because that's their guy. And that's the stuff that I don't want to see. But you have to, people just sometimes just vote just straight on the ticket. Yep. Like, I am a Republican. I am a Democrat. I don't really care. Right. Or I hate Trump. I'm going to vote against him. Let's, like a lot of people just right. vote just against Hillary. Right. You know, because. People should vote like I vote. How do you vote? I split my ticket. Yeah. Right. I voted for Trump. He's a Republican. Mm-hmm. I voted for O'Connor running for Congress. He's a Republican. I voted for Diana DiZaglio, my state senator. She's a, she's a Democrat. Well, how can you not? Right. Because like, she's awesome. Yeah, right? I love her, yes. And if you're not sure, just ask her. She'll be happy to tell you how yeah. awesome she is. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Diana. Don't, don't, don't kill me. I love you, Diana. Um, I voted for Christina Minacucci. Of course, right. Right? My state representative. Now, there's nobody farther, further to the left than, I mean, I call her Miss Birkenstock, <laughs> right? She's for abortion on demand up to seventh grade. I mean, she's all, she thinks global warming is an existential threat to humanity. But her constituent services are amazing. Well, they have been. Uh, recently, it's not really been that all that good. But uh, but up until election day, she was always very responsive to the media, very responsive to her constituents, and she's hitting a little bit of a rock right now because the leadership hates her for some reason. Why? Uh, I don't know. Uh, she might have voted against something maybe that the speaker wanted, and in Beacon Hill, that's that's not that's a no no. You don't do that. Well, she is independent. But she's a Democrat. She's a left wing Democrat. I voted for her. And I supported, I, I don't live in Lawrence, but I supported Marcos Devers, who's a, who's a moderate Democrat. Um, for Senate, I voted for the Republican. I vote for the person, and I vote for what the job is. For example, um, um, Suzanne Bump is our state auditor. She's not on the ballot this year. She'll come up in two years. She's as left-wing as they come. I mean, she thinks Elizabeth Warren's too conservative. But I vote for her and support her and even hold signs for her every time she runs because it doesn't matter how liberal she is. She's an auditor. She audits. And she does a great job as an auditor. And she's gone after the welfare department and found millions of dollars in fraud, which we then saved to give to, to, give to families that are poor. The money, the $8 million that we saved the year after she found the fraud, 
That eight million that Who wasn't going to fraud. The well, that is just sick. They found three point four million dollars out of the Lawrence really? out of the Lawrence welfare office. Just Lawrence. Oh my god. That walked out of the door in cash cards with no accountability whatsoever. And by the way, nobody ever went to jail for it. But Suzanne, at least Suzanne Bump found the fraud, right? They found out where the fraud was. They stopped giving checks to those people that they found out were fraudulent. And that was more money for poor people the next year when the budget came around. That's fantastic. They had eight million more dollars to help eight million dollars worth of poor people that needed help. So even though she's a left wing lunatic, and she really is, why would I ever want to vote against someone like that who's doing a good job auditing? Even though she's a left winger. So if people stop, take off your Republican colored glasses, your Democrat colored glasses, put aside your ideology, and vote for the person. If we if we all did that. There would be more coming together as a country, I think. All right. At least I I think, anyway. What do I know? Well, my son told me, I took my son to vote for the first time, and he said to me, I'm not telling you who I voted for, but mom, I voted for the Italians. (laughs) 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 I love you, John, so much. (laughs) There's a lot of people who vote that way. There's a lot of people. But I just thought that was just, I'm like, but who did you vote for? And he was like, well, Phil to call it Jero. He's just like, oh, well, you know, because he talks to my mother like all the time. He's like, well, I voted for the Italians. That's hilarious. I'm like, that That's is just funny. precious. <laughs> now, when, when you're doing your testing, you said you get the demographics. Do you see more Latinos because you have a lot of Lawrence people that come? Do you see more Latinos contracting it than, than I, non-Latinos? I, have you broken it down? I mean, a lot of people come in for all different reasons, like they're traveling or their work sent them in or like just, just ran, like literally it's random. Yeah. So there's no, you, there's no like racial break. Cause we keep hearing the news telling us that blacks and Latinos get it more than white people. Cause they, the news has to make everything about race. Right. And they're saying blacks get it more, they die at higher rates. Latinos get it more, they die at higher rates. And then they follow it up with, uh, and by the way, it's not genetic. It's because we have a racist healthcare system, right? right? Which we all know is bullshit. We, we, we know that that's not real. If there's a specific race of people that are affected more by a virus, it's because they're genetically more predisposed to that virus. It is genetic. That doesn't make them genetically inferior. I guess it makes them genetically inferior to that virus. It doesn't mean they're genetically inferior. Right. It's not like a racist thing. You know, viruses aren't racist, right? They're viruses. They, they, they can't be racist. Well, I think maybe um, some households, it's multi-generational mm-hmm. and everybody lives together. And it, it of course, that spreads sure. in families. Sure. So maybe that could be a reason why, you know, um, it could spread. I don't know. But you're so beautiful. How does your husband let you out of the house? How does that happen? He's just like if I was married to someone like that, I'd never leave. Oh my god! My god! I think we're done now. All right, I'll buy you a drink. All right, but I will buy you a drink. All right, okay. I don't drink, but you can buy me. You can buy me a coke. Okay. Uh, Any potting words before we end the show? Um, no, but thank you. I do encourage everybody to. I don't even say stop. Go to stop the spread at Methuen. Um, um, get tested. Get get your COVID testing before the end of the month because it's free. You don't have to pay for it. Um, and you're non, non-symptomatic 380R Merrimack Street in Methuen. The Methuen location is part of Stop the Spread. North Andover is not. Okay. But you're so open in Methuen. I mean, yeah. in North Andover. Yes, of course we okay, are. Okay, yep. great. Yes. And by the way, I've been to AFC a number of times. Yep. Um, I had a really, I had, I had an abscessed tooth. It was a Sunday, so I couldn't find a dentist. Uh, I called you, right, and said, what do I do? Do I wait? And she, she said, go in right away. They'll give you an antibiotic or something, and maybe it'll help with the pain. 
I went in, I was in and out in under 20 minutes. I was in and out in under 20 minutes. Well, I mean, we do have a lot, a lot of patients now. So I would like to say that you'll be in and out sometimes. I mean, it all depends. Non-COVID related. I would imagine you'd be probably in and out, right? If you go to the north end of our office. Yeah. A lot of times it is. And they were so professional. They were so nice. We do, we take sick patients and non-COVID. Before I go, how's my girl doing that that works for you, that worked for you? I don't think she works for you anymore, but um, what's her name? The the girl that used to be one of my students. Sarah. Sarah. How is Sarah doing? I I talk to her. I still talk to her like every day. Really? She's doing good? I love her. Sarah was one of my students. When I first met her, I'm like, I know you from somewhere. And she was like, yeah, you were, you, you Thompson school. And I was like, oh my God. Right. So it's, 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 uh, it's bizarre when you see kids that you taught and then you see them as grownups. Yeah. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. Right. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Thank you for uh, all that you do for the community. I know you don't want to be thanked. I know that's not why you do it. Although some people do do it for that reason. I know you don't because you've asked me not to thank you publicly, which is again, why I do. Um, and, and thank you for everything that, that, you, you know, that you're trying to do to help out the city of Methuen. I know that Neil Perry has reached out to you a number of times, and you've always been there for him, and he speaks very highly of you, too. I love so him. Thank you. I love the city of Methuen. I think they're doing a fabulous – he is doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very challenging position that he's in. He's, he's had to you know, do a lot, but mm-hmm. um, I think he has a lot of integrity. I just wish that maybe he would use a little bit more common sense on the COVID stuff. Right. And just follow the science a little bit more. Like we disagree. We're still friends, but we disagree on that. Uh, I, I guess he's doing, he's doing a really, I good get job. that he's doing what he thinks is right, but I just wish he'd kind of step back a little bit and think, yeah, you know what? The school should be open. Cause the science says the school should be right. open. You know what he's I'm saying? trying to protect everyone. I know he is, but it's, his job is not to protect everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't protect everyone, but that's just, he's me. a dad. He, I know. And he's a good guy. Well, listen, he's a good guy. Uh, I want to thank EIS security. You can roll that up, uh, Ben EIS security, Marsan and son construction, uh, McLennan real estate century 21. We love them to death. Uh, Borelli's Deli. Um, you're, you're right on Merrimack Street. You stop yeah. at Borelli's Deli I for your meats. You have to stop I it. I love Borelli's. They've got great tortellini, too. I know. I know. It's awesome. Uh, our, our newest <laughs> advertiser, Andover Optical. If you need glasses or... or uh, I think I do. Right. I actually do need glasses. Please, please go to Andover Optical and tell them you appreciate them supporting the show because yes, I'm, sure they're getting a, I'm sure they're getting a lot of crap for it, too. Really? So at least if they're hearing both sides, at least that's good. I am um, going to do that. Yeah, Four Star uh, Lighting and Electrical. We've got to get Joe back on the show, Joe Silverio from Four Star Lighting and Electric. JG's Ice Cream, Climate Design Systems, the North Andover Car Wash, Clear Path for New England vet, uh, for Veterans. They're going to be here next week. And, of course, the woman I love, Lisa Williams from AFC Urgent Care. Oh, God. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. I had one more thing I wanted to get to, but I'll save it for next week on Jim McCarty. No one tells us we gotta go home, so go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.